Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed Podcast. We're going to go to my friend in Texas, David Barton. If you don't know David Barton, he's America's historian. I don't know how many books he's written. He doesn't know how many books he's written. I've asked him. He thinks that somewhere in maybe 40, maybe 50, not entirely certain. He has the largest collection, private collection, of any private individual of writings of the Founding Fathers before the year 1812. Last I knew, it was 130,000 of these documents. Nobody in America, no private individual, has a collection anything close to that. On top of that, he has a, a remarkable study center, research center, and a museum. You can go back to early Americana, and I hope you'll say a word about that in Alito, Texas, very close to Fort Worth, Texas, a quick drive out there, and it's worth going to visit anytime you can. On top of that, uh, let me just tell us from a personal standpoint, he and I, I had the privilege of co-authoring a book with him, and he's been a, he's been a very precious brother for a long time. I was preaching this weekend at a church. Now, let me give you a, just a glimpse. This will tell you about who, who this man is. He's no pre banana at all. He's a servant at heart. I was preaching in a church, and they asked me specifically to preach on a Memorial Day weekend theme. Well, I've preached for 49 and a half years, but I don't have a sermon expressed on that. So I was working on it, and I mapped it out, and I was ready to, getting ready to put the thing together. And I gave a call to my buddy, David Barton. I said, hey, what's your thoughts on this? And he took off with stuff. And he started sending me stuff. And first I said, hey, can I borrow your slides if I'll give you credit? He said, no. I said, oh, okay, no problem. I understand that. He said, no, you can borrow them, but you don't have to give me any credit. I said, well, of course I do. That's the right thing. He said, no, I don't need any of that. He called back six times to help give me information. I preached one of the best sermons I ever have today. Everybody loves it. It was all David Barton. <laughs> I'm so grateful to this brother who shares freely what's been given to him. And we've, we've given him a specific assignment, and that is tell us the good news. David Martin, what a joy to have you on with us tonight. Tell us the good news across America right now. And, and let me give a couple of caveats first. Yeah, it is going to be across America. I know this is World Prayer Network, but this will be American good news. Hopefully it'll be good news for others as well, but it's certainly American good news. And my approach to this is definitely an approach of a conservative, biblical-oriented person. Uh, I know there's a lot of professing Christians that are pro-homosexual, pro-LGBTQ. They're pro-abortion, pro-gender identity. I'm not, and therefore the good news I give will reflect at least my view of what I think the Bible teaches on issues like that. So as I go through, a lot of this is based on policy. We have a network at Wall Builders, uh, about a thousand different legislators across the nation, all the states. And so we keep up with the legislation, and the amount of legislation that's been passed in recent days and weeks is unbelievable on the good stuff that's happened. Other good news stories I'll go through as well, including some things happening in the court you may not have heard. So I'm going to go at it from that perspective. If that's not your perspective, please forgive me. This is at least good news for me. Um, the other thing that I'll say is we have a, a daily radio program about 400 nations, 400 stations nationally, and every Friday we do what we call Good News Friday. And on those Fridays, we'll cover usually eight good news stories that most of the nation just hasn't heard. It really is positive. We seem to be fixated on negative stuff. So every Friday, once a week, we do nothing but good news. I, I go back to Joshua and Caleb. Um, when Caleb finally got to go into the promised land at 86 years old, he reminded uh, Joshua in Joshua chapter 14 that the reason God didn't let the other leaders go in was that their reports discourage the hearts of God's people is the phrase to use. They melt, cause the people's heart to melt. And so I learned from that that you really need to have encouragement as well. 
Uh, if you watch the news, if you see what's going on, there's plenty to be discouraged about, but you also need the Joshua and Caleb kind of viewpoint, and that's what we'll do. So I'm going to show you what we have collected just in the last few weeks. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Jim mentioned the collection we have. I'm sitting in one of the rooms, the stuff behind me. Uh, right beside me here, I've got a World War II bomb. Right behind me here, I've got a, a press, uh, printing press from the time of the Pilgrims. Uh, right behind me here is classroom stuff from back in the mid-1800s. So we've got all sorts of stuff stashed in this room. Uh, we're remodeling the museum library where people come through. So it's all kind of conglomerated right now. But we have rooms and rooms and warehouses of this stuff. So what we do is we collect Good News Friday. We collect Good News Stories. And I, I want to show you what I have just from recent weeks. If you can see the size of that, that's about a ream and a half of paper. That's probably about six to 700 pages. That's all good news just from recent weeks. So I'm going to dive into this. I'm not going to spend much time on any of it. I'm just going to go through it uh, right off the top of the stack. It said, oh, it asked where we can go. Wallbuilders.com, wallbuilderslive.com is the radio and the podcast. So Wallbuilders Live is the name of the daily program, Wallbuilders Live dot com is the that's also the podcast as well so you you can choose any friday and get the good news friday stories so this first story is uh it, texas education board approves new sex ed policy that does not include lgbtq students or consent reason that's significant texas and california between the two states we have about one-fourth of the nation's students uh texas recently had its hearings on revising our health standards for the next 12 years and all textbooks across the nation are based on the Texas, California standards. That's where one fourth students are. This is where all publishers come to get their, their standards. California obviously has gone way off the, the grid on the other side. Texas, however, still is an absence only state. Um, they were trying to get us this year to lower the age of sexual consent down to 10 years old, said that elementary students need to have the age of sexual consent. Uh, they, they wanted all sorts of stuff and we kept all of that out. So we still have a fairly solid policy which will affect at least half the states in the nation that you're not going to see radical changes in that kind of direction the next one says pro-life democrat becomes a republican uh the mayor of a city of 250,000, north las vegas recently announced he's no longer democrat he's republican because he's pro-life he's conservative and there's just not room for him interestingly nevada they just had their statewide elections for the democrat party and four of the five elected to head the state party in nevada are not democrats they are open socialists and he said, that's just too far. I, I, I can't go there. So we're seeing that kind of fall off across the nation as people are turning more conservative, going in more conservative direction. Certainly, he was elected as a Democrat. So this is a, a we'll see what happens in his election. But he at least had the courage to do that. Uh, this one comes from Rochester, Indiana. Rochester, Indiana, a case that's been going on for a good while. Uh, Rochester, Indiana, the federal court said it's okay to have a nativity scene at the courthouse there. They've had it up for a number of years. It's been sued by the atheist groups. ACLU came after it in this case. There's four or five groups that usually come after nativity scenes. So we won that nativity scene case in Rochester. This is all recent news, just recent weeks. Um, at the U.S. Supreme Court, really interesting study on U.S. Supreme Court. They, they describe the courts by who's the chief justice. So this is called the John Roberts Court. If I can take you back to the Earl Warren Court, the Earl Warren Court is where judicial activism really got started in America. That's the court that removed school prayer, removed the Bible, et cetera. So you had the Earl Warren Court, then you had the Warren Burger Court, and then you had the um, William Rehnquist Court. Now you've got the John Roberts Court. And so the, the Supreme Court Review looked at all First Amendment cases related to religious liberty, 
and found out that in, in what's called the Earl Warren Court, religious liberty only won 47% of the time. Now, that's significant because religious liberty is guaranteed by the First Amendment. So that means that the Constitution only won 47% of the time. When you go to the, um, the Warren Burger Court, it rose to 51% over the tenure of his 10, 12, 15 years, 51% of religious liberty cases we won. As you go to um, the William Rehnquist court, it was up to 57%. Under the current court right now, the John Roberts court, we are winning 81% of religious liberty cases uh, at, at the Supreme Court. That's the highest we've had in forever, at least since we've been keeping records. So that's a real big deal that we're winning at the Supreme Court very regularly. California, of course, is a beneficiary of that, uh, as you guys are, are now having religious liberty again. Uh, so, as a matter of fact, here's one of the, the stories about California lifting restrictions. Uh, you may have seen the California is also ordered to pay $1.35 million to Liberty Council, who represented Cheyenne's church there. They won. Uh, the church in Santa Clara won. The church, uh, we're seeing churches all over California win. Uh, this headline says 13 states have passed 61 pro-life bills this year. So we're still in the legislative session. This is 61 pro-life bills out of 13 states, or in other words, you're averaging four to five pro-life bills in each of those 13 states. And let me put the, let me put the national perspective on that. Uh, this article is from about two weeks ago. It says state legislatures have proposed 500 pro-life laws nationwide this year to save babies from abortion. That's outdated. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, it's now up to the, the latest number I had was 546 pro-life laws have been introduced across the nation. That's in 46 states, that's blue states as well. Of those, 142 of those laws have now become, uh, have now become law, but signed by governors. So we've had 142 pro-life laws passed this year, hands down. That's more than any year we have on record. Uh, Texas has had 57 pro-life laws. Uh, over the last 30 years, we added three more this year. So we've had 60 pro-life laws passed. So there's a lot of good stuff going there. Speaking of Texas, uh, Lubbock, a large city, a, a university city. The, the, of course, Texas Tech University is there. Uh, Texas Tech, I think, has 30 or 40,000 students, but they voted to become a sanctuary city from abortion. They will not allow abortion anywhere in the city. That's 27 cities in Texas that have now voted to become sanctuary cities. And so it's significant that this is a college town. Usually the two most liberal anti-God uh, areas in any state are university towns and state capitals. And those two, really bad news. And yet we're seeing the news that uh, the last news we had, only 19% of next generation are uh, support abortion on demand. So even at a fairly liberal school like Texas Tech, they're still pro-life and the city still voted pro-life. Uh, this one comes out of, uh, this is Shawnee State University. I think that's in Kansas. Jim, is that a Kansas University, Shawnee State? Well, there is Shawnee. I'm not aware there's a state university there. Um, Some of our Kansas uh, friends need to help me out on that one. Yeah, I, I, actually, I think it's Michigan. Anyway, in Michigan, a, a professor who's been there 25 years, who's tenured, they were trying to force him out because he refused to use uh, gender neutral pronouns. A student came to him who was a male biologically said, I want you to call me by this name. He says, no, I'm not going to call you by a name you just make up. You are what you are biologically. And so that professor stood his ground, ends up in court. He wins in court. The court says you cannot force a, a professor or others to have to give in to whatever the prevailing political philosophy is. He has a right of free speech, et cetera. Oh, it's Ohio. Okay. Shawnee State's Ohio. Great. So Shawnee State, here's one. Uh, Census Bureau, homeschooling has grown in 2020. 
It was at 4.2% before COVID. It is now at 11%, and 40% of parents say they're looking to homeschool their kids. So that's a real growth explosion. That's great for breaking up the government school monopoly. Competition is great anywhere you get it. And so that is a real takeoff in recent weeks. Here's one on truckers, interstate truckers. Uh, as it turns out, and interstate truckers, they have been um, sex trafficking is huge in, in the United States. We have about 300 sex slaves a day brought into the Dallas area. So sex slavery is through the roof. What's going on at the border with overwhelming the border allows sex slaves to come across because in, the immigration had their hands so full. As a matter of fact, we saw last week that the report is over so far this year, it is over 3,100% higher with sex offenders they have captured than the same time last year. So sex offenders are coming, coming across the border at really high rates, um, but nonetheless, sex trafficking is there. And so what happens with sex trafficking, anywhere there's going to be guys, really, that's what they look for. So football games, basketball games, baseball games, truck stops where guys are doing interstate trucking. And so what has happened now, more than 1 million truckers have gone through training to recognize sex trafficking. Uh, they've so far turned in uh, 2,700 calls. And you've had about 3,000 uh, 3, girls saved from sex trafficking by truckers going across the United States or calling out what's going wrong. And by the way, this is a big deal. Um, Glenn Beck, about seven years ago, started what was called the Nazarene Fund. I helped run that for him. And we're the largest um, group in the world right now that, that takes Christians out of sex slavery in the Middle East, elsewhere away from ISIS. We're having to move in Africa now, but it's, it's just unbelievable the rising up that's happening with people wanting to fight sex slavery. And by the way, sex slavery is going up, but people are resisting it. Um, let's see. We have, you guys will know this, Bahrain appoints its first ever ambassador to Israel. That's good news. Uh, the Abraham Accords, more nations are jumping on there. Uh, this one, uh, Twitter's lawsuit against Texas has been tossed by a federal judge. Uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson sued Twitter, said, wait a minute, you're, you're cutting out all these conservative folks. You're censoring it. We want to see your records on that. And they said, no, we don't have to show you records. And they sued to get him to not be able to see the records. The federal judge said, nope, he's got a right to know what the records are. If you're going to hold yourself out as a public company doing public service, you got to open your records. So that's not good for big tech. The fact that the, this judge has ruled that we can go forward with looking at records. Here's a really weird one. We know Proverbs 22, 7, that, um, the, the borrower is servant to the lender. So debt is a bad deal, debt nationally, debt private-wise, churches, anything else. And what we've got is right now, credit card debt has fallen to one of the lowest levels in years, so much so that credit card vendors are now advertising online and on broadcast to get people to start using their credit cards. Now, they are using their credit cards, but they're staying out of debt. So this is a really strange story. People are getting out of debt, and they are staying out of debt, and they stayed out of debt even in COVID. When COVID went through, the credit card debts went down, which is much more economic responsibility than we've seen from private citizens in a long time. So people are thinking right economically, which may explain why the poll is out that shows with Congress right now that the average federal budget is about $3 trillion. Uh, so far, Biden has spent about $8 trillion, so that's almost three times the amount of federal budget. He came out last week, says he wants his federal budget to be about $6 trillion, which is about twice what it normally is. So we're looking at about $23 trillion in, in, in debt right now, or in, in debt that we have, about $5 trillion in deficit. 
And what's happened is 71% of the nation said they want Congress to do pay-as-you-go. They don't want Congress to spend any more than what they have in hand. They do not want more debt added. That's a massive number, 71%. That's Republicans and Democrats saying we want the, the government deficit spending to stop. So that's good. Uh, here's one from Kentucky. Legislators in Kentucky override the governor's veto of a school choice bill. So they want a school choice in, in Kentucky, which, again, allows you to get a lot more faith in, a lot better results in schools. The governor vetoed that, and Brashear, the Democrat there, and the legislatures overrode that. So we now have school choice in Kentucky. Uh, Kurdistan has pledged protection of Christian rights. Kurdistan has been trying to be a nation for a number of years. They're part of, of, um, of that Middle East region, and we actually tried to work a few years ago to help them write an independent constitution. But nonetheless, Kurdistan loves Christians. They're Muslims. We actually hire the Kurds to go in and take sex slave, Christian sex slaves away from ISIS. So in the Middle East, they're the guys that we use to go rescue sex slaves, Christians. And we've had two of our guys killed, and one guy's been shot 17 times. And they keep going back and fighting ISIS and taking sex slaves away, both Christian and Yazidi sex slaves. So Kurdistan has, has upped its protection of Christian rights there. Um, here's a new Arkansas law that protects the religious rights of medical professionals. So medical professionals cannot be forced to do transgender surgery or abortions or anything else that violates their religious beliefs. So we have protection for physicians in Arkansas. Uh, here's a, a lawsuit filed at the Supreme Court, 78 members of Congress. Uh, that last Biden um, COVID package that came down, interesting provision in that COVID package says, if states take this, they're not allowed to reduce their, their taxes in the state for four years. That's a weird thing. What do you mean we can't reduce state taxes for four years? So 78 congressmen have taken that to court. We'll see what the court does with it. But just the fact there's pushback against being told you can't lower your taxes, that's another good piece of good news. Uh, the Supreme Court has agreed to take on a major abortion case. They took the one out of Mississippi. Uh, when that case came to the court, Mississippi asked for three things. Mississippi had recently passed a a viability law that said no abortions after 15 weeks. Um, they had also passed a law that says no abortions basically from heartbeat. And they've also passed a number of laws regulating abortion. And so what Mississippi asked the Supreme Court to do was take the viability law, look at the laws that say no abortion past heartbeat, and, and look at all of our other laws that ban Planned Parenthood, et cetera, et cetera. The court only agreed to hear one. They agreed to hear the viability law. Now, let me tell you why that may be really, really big. We have believed since we got Amy Comey Barrett on the court, the guys that argue cases at the Supreme Court, I have a lot of good friends that, that argue cases there. They pointed out that because of John Roberts, John Roberts is so concerned that the court not look political. He's concerned that if it looks political, it helps the court expansion notion that, that Biden's got, so they don't want it to look political. So he's actually been ruling in ways that violate even what he did three or four years ago. But the reason is on abortion, he wants to he wants to overturn abortion, we're told, by incremental steps rather than just saying Roe v. Wade's gone. What he wants to do is say, hey, states have the right to do this part of banning abortions. And then he'll come back later and say, well, if we're going to let states do that, just let states do all of it. So what's happened in Roe v. Wade, the viability in Roe v. Wade was 20 to 21 weeks is what the Supreme Court said. But they did say if science comes along and, and proves us different, that can be changed. So the fact that they took this 15-week viability thing indicates that that's a good challenge against Roe v. Wade on the 21-week viability. 
And if the court comes back, they could say, hey, we're not overturning Roe v. Wade, but we are saying we're upholding laws that say viability begins at 12 weeks or at nine weeks or whatever it is, whatever the viability law is. And then they'll probably pick up another law that comes back in a year or two and say Roe v. Wade's gone. We're letting states handle all of this. So in regard to that, of those 546 pro-life laws, uh, about uh, Texas just passed what's called a trigger law. I think 13 states have now passed trigger laws that says as the instant that the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, that triggers a ban on abortion in our state. So actually, it's 19 states. Now that I recall, it's 19 states that have trigger laws that say if Roe v. Wade goes down, there will not be any abortions allowed in our state. Uh, there are another states, a bunch of states that have heartbeat laws, which is usually six, seven or eight weeks. So a lot of stuff happening on, on the Supreme Court front and on the abortion front. Um, this here's Idaho Governor Brad Little signs a bill defunding Planned Parenthood in, in Idaho. Um, here's, let's see, uh, Malawi plans to open an embassy in Jerusalem by next summer. Again, the Abraham Accords, good stuff. Interesting story here. This is from about five weeks ago, and it says, no, six weeks ago, it says crime is soaring in cities with defunded police departments. Can't imagine why that would happen. That's such a strange thing. Surely, if you take the police away, everybody's going to behave and be good. It's been so bad, and some cities have had a 300% increase in crime that this week, major cities announced they're going back to refunding the police, including New York City. So if you have to put your hand on the stove and get burned to learn that it's hot, at least they're learning. So they're going back in a better direction. Um, you may recall that when Texas lifted its mask mandate, um, Biden said that was Neanderthal for us to do that. Well, we have now gone two weeks without a single COVID death in the state. We have had COVID cases plummet. And the, the states that have, that have now moved away from masks, they have developed what at least John Hopkins University is saying, the herd immunity. And it's, it's turning around in those states. It's not turning to other states. Uh, here's one Arkansas House votes to override the governor's veto of bill preventing use of surgeries and hormones on trans children. Um, children that are, want to transition to a different gender get hormones. And that's 11, 12, 13 is where a lot of that treatment starts. And from the time you start taking hormone, your bones will never grow again. That stops them at that point. So you may be an 80-year-old person with 11-year-old structure, and that's just not a smart thing. It's not smart medically. That's why a lot of physicians call it medical malpractice, because you're stopping the development of the human body at that point before they're adults. So in Arkansas, they ban that practice. You, you can't do trans therapy for, for minors. And the governor vetoed it, saying, well, government's getting too much involved in, in, in issues of the family. And the legislature overrode that because it's not issues of the family. It's now issues where the schools are pushing this and media is pushing this and big tech is pushing this and politicians are pushing this. And there was some pushback. And so Arkansas overrode that veto. Um, oh, my. Uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court strikes down the mask mandate. Uh, Pennsylvania finally agrees to re remove dead people from the state voter list. Unbelievable the number of states that have made election reforms this session. Um, Arkansas, or Arizona governor signs bills to defy any new federal gun control laws. So any new federal gun control laws that are passed, they will not enforce them in Arizona. Uh, Michigan University that revoked Christian groups benefits has been overruled by a judge. And I've gone 25 minutes, Jim, we said 25 minutes, and I have gone through about one inch of six inches. So that's about one sixth of what's out there, but it's a, a taste of what's going on in the country. I want you to take three or four more minutes. This is so encouraging. Well, I think we'll forego doing Q&A. Let you go just a couple more minutes. 
I have one question on, on Arkansas, though. Uh, Asa Hutchison, why did he not come through, and why did Christy Nome, both of them, not come through on the transgender? When their legislatures passed it, they turned around and vetoed it, shocked everybody. Uh, the staff, you remember in Proverbs, it says that if a king listens to lies, all of his staff is wicked, all of his servants are wicked. And that's what goes on. They, they listen to wrong advice. They go the wrong direction. Christy Noam has been really good. She listened to some attorneys who said, oh, you don't want to do that. She should have done all the above approach because what, what the attorney said is right, that look, just passing law is not going to stop the NCAA until you get enough states that are going to hit them in the pocketbook and tell them that you, because the NCAA went in after the bathroom law in North Carolina, and they said, we're pulling out the NCAA tournament, and there went Duke and everything else out the door. And, and so they, they beat up, NCAAs beat up the states economically. They lose all that. And until you can hurt the NCAA economically, you're not going to actually win this thing. And that's what they were telling Christie. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have signed the bill. You should sign all, there's 26 states now that have transgender bills uh, about women's sports, trying to preserve Title IX women's sports. And so Christy Noam just got bad advice and she, she's done so well in so many other things. But that's why she went that direction. Same with Asa Hutchison. Uh, intuitively, he's done a, a pretty decent job of being a conservative governor, probably what we'd call the moderate side of conservative. But nonetheless, he's done the pro-life laws and the family laws. He just missed that one. So those are two states where you have bad uh, advisors. I think our, our governor here in Texas also has some bad advisors. What he's done with COVID policies is now figuring out that wasn't the right thing. And now the state's you know, letting them know that he's doing the right thing. Uh, here is a case from this week. This came out of, I think... This may have been the Michigan case. Um, yeah, Michigan. Um, high school Victorian was told by her principal, you cannot use the word God in your valedictory address. The courts just said otherwise, said, yes, she can. She can say God and she can be religious if she wants to. Uh, Florida, uh, here becomes the 23rd state to end extra $300 unemployment benefits. The 23 states that have ended unemployment benefits are all Republican states. And in those states, unemployment has dropped by 5% by ending the benefits. So as they have said, we want you to go back to work. And by the way, uh, CEO magazine just came out with the best states for businesses to go. And it says 23 Republican states. So in the last COVID package, only 9% of what Biden appropriated actually went to COVID. The rest of it went to bail out the blue states that are upside down economically. So all of us are paying for the stupidity of governors doing bad things economically. And that was a big part of that last COVID bailout was bailing out the blue states. But the red states are prospering, doing very well. Um, Governor Kay Ivey signs bill to stop infanticide. Uh, protects babies born after a botched abortion. Here is, uh, here's the article I mentioned this week, refunding the police. Major cities backtrack on police budget cuts after crime surges. Uh, this one, Governor DeSantis signs legislation targeting big tech censorship in Florida. A number of states have these big tech laws. We had a case recently, one in Illinois, where that Facebook had to pay the state of Illinois $640 million for violating the privacy laws in Illinois concerning in Illinois, you cannot use facial recognition on people's photographs and store that data. Facebook does that. They, they go through all your pictures online that you post. They get facial recognition. They get a profile on you. That's why you get customized ads. That's against the law in Illinois, and it costs Facebook $640 million. And so as states are passing these laws, those big tech guys that are doing that censorship are just going to get state after state after state after state. It's going to be a huge economic cost on them. So that's one way of turning around. Uh, here's Tennessee governor, okay, transgender youth ban. So there's another one of those transgender ones. 
uh, judge blocks the Biden administration from building out grants based on race and gender. Uh, two different lawsuits, one's up in, in uh, Wisconsin, where that they are giving COVID relief to farmers if you're not white. If you're a white farmer, you can't get COVID relief. And they're doing the same thing with small business bailouts here in Texas, that if you're white, you can't get the relief. Sorry, we've been working since MLK to finally get some type of equality. Now we've got there, we're determined to lose it. It's just, it's crazy stuff, but that's losing. Uh, Pennsylvania votes to limit the government's emergency powers. 25 states have said, hey, legislature's in charge during crisis, not the governor. It's the legislatures that will make the, the, the distinction. So Governor Whitmer and Pritzker and, and Gavin Newsom, others. Uh, let's see. Here's one. Georgia School District approves a resolution prohibiting critical race theory. If you don't know, critical race theory is built on Marxist philosophy where you have to have two combating sides. You have to have an oppressor and the oppressed. Right now, it's good to say black and white. It could be any group at all, but it's black and white right now. And so in Darwin's theory of the survival of the fittest, Everybody needs to fight each other, and those that are the strongest will prevail. That makes your society stronger. That's critical race theory is we need groups fighting each other. One group's going to overcome the other, and that'll make us a stronger society. No, it won't. It'll make us a more divided society. So a lot of states have gone that way. Uh, Iowa passes constitutional amendment declaring no right to abortion. A uh, judge permits massive election audits in Georgia, 147,000 votes to be audited in Georgia. Most voters want smaller government, lower taxes, um, foundational checks and balance restored to Pennsylvania, two constitutional amendments passed in Pennsylvania. The governor and the secretary of state can't run the elections. The legislature will, and it just keeps going. So that's a few more stories, Jim. I've got probably five inches left. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.